I'm Jack Zemlicka, and welcome to this episode of our 2019 Precision Farming Dealer Podcast Series. In today's program, we take a look at how to overcome the challenges and obstacles of recruiting and onboarding new precision employees, along with some managerial tips on keeping new hires productive from the start. If you're tuning in for the first time, I'd encourage you to subscribe to this series, currently available in iTunes, the Google Play Store, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn Radio. Or if you have another app you prefer for listening to podcasts, let us know, and we'll make every effort to get it listed. And by subscribing, you'll be able to get an alert when upcoming episodes in this series are released. Well, recruiting outstanding employees is one of the many challenges precision dealers face in today's job market. Having the best employees can make a huge difference with forging positive long-term relationships with both current and potential customers. So, how does a precision dealer go about finding and retaining great talent? I recently had the opportunity to sit down and chat with Heather Hardy, Precision Farming Coordinator with H&R AgriPower, an 18-store Case IH dealership with stores in Kentucky, Tennessee, Illinois, Indiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, to get her insights on how to build a dream team at your dealership. In today's Precision Farming Dealer podcast, we share excerpts from my conversation with Heather on onboarding new precision employees, preventing burnout, and being a visible leader when recruiting new talent. So Heather, I appreciate you being here today. One of the topics that I just wanted to, to kind of get your, your impression on and, and some feedback, insight, was recruiting and retention. And I know it's it's something that is still very much in the forefront of a lot of precision dealers' minds, you know, a lot of different ways to approach it, but um, wanted to get a little bit better understanding of kind of, you know, your structure, uh, your philosophy when it comes to um, finding and then retaining talent. Right. So... I think that somewhat our structure is a little bit different because I'm the precision coordinator for H&R, but I'm not the direct manager of our precision ag specialist. Each of the specialists, because they work out of a location, are responsible in answering to their store manager. So when it comes to recruiting a precision specialist for a location, I work with the store manager and the general manager that's over that location specifically and typically I will end up handling the phone interviews and the initial recruiting steps and then turning it over to the store manager my initial short list of candidates Mm -hmm. then they're able to facilitate in-person interviews and figure out if that person is going to work within their store environment because I think it's very important that that person not only mesh with the culture of our precision department, but also they mesh with the individual culture of our location at that store level. Um, we're fairly spread out geographically, um, as well as with lots of different crops. So cookie cutter does not fit our situation whatsoever. <laughs> right, right. So in terms, you mentioned, you know, meshing, uh, it's probably as important on kind of just the dealership to dealership location location standpoint as it is with departments i'm guessing and you need to be able to kind of establish probably those relationships from the outset the expectations about how this precision individual is going to work with sales work with service work with parts right our 
Our team is really focused on being that customer's end-all, be-all in the technology world. Um, I jokingly refer to my team as the geek squad for farm equipment. That's what we do. You know, our salesmen are in charge of making that contact with the customer and getting the tractor sale, the combine sale, whatever that may be. But then my precision people come in to those conversations and say, okay, Mr. Customer, here's the things that we can add to this package, or here's the things that you're doing on your operation. Is this working for you? Or, you know, what changes might we make in this trade cycle, depending on what's going on in our industry? Um, we're seeing the leap from, from 3G going up to 5G today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are some times in that sales process where the salesman knows what the customer needs, but that precision person is able to really customize that package and make sure that the customer's getting precisely what he needs for his operation. So when it comes to, to onboarding these new employees, um, I know you've talked in the past about, you know, trying to have a very structured, very detailed plan so that um, both how this individual is going to progress, you know, from day one, week one, month one, uh, but also giving them uh, kind of a clear path expectation so so they know what to expect, you know, and they're not kind of showing up and, and don't really have any direction from people they're working with or management. Right. And, and it probably can be, you know, pretty disastrous in that right. situation. The, the worst thing that happen is, is they show up on day one and no one knows what to do with them, what right. desk they belong to, any of that. So I've tried to, because we do have that interesting um, hiring situation where I'm not necessarily in on that last final decision. I'm aware of what decisions mm-hmm. being made, but but some of those finite details end up in the store manager's hands. So in order to consistently train our people so that a, a specialist in Brownsville, Tennessee starting out is getting the same treatment as a specialist in Owensboro, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. They all need to have the same basic concepts uh, very different markets, but mm-hmm. the same basic concepts to do their job well. Um, I have created an onboarding checklist, and that's something that I feel like I can put in the hands of a specialist. I can put in the hands of a store manager to say, hey, don't forget when the sprayer specialist is in the store to introduce the precision person to that product specialist because they're going to, to need each other at some point in that in your process. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to create a very defined and not loosely specific, but defined method of of bringing those people on board and training them so that the small details that mean everything don't get forgotten. Mm -hmm. What do you see as as some of the biggest pitfalls? And and maybe these are things you've learned, you know, over the course of, of hiring folks, but, you know, some situations that can arise or maybe some friction points, um, you know, that, as much as you try to plan for them, you know, uh, there's there's probably certain things that, you know, you just can't account for uh, in, in at least, you know, those that initial timeline of, of bringing a new employee on. Right. I think that we as an industry have to do a better job of, of not creating unrealistic expectations. I think we have to be very real in the hours that we expect people to put in, the effort that we expect them to go to. I think there's a lot of reassurance to college students out there that you're not going to be the perfect precision specialist on day one. And we don't expect you to be, but we expect you to work hard. So I think that sometimes we set 
ourselves up for some unrealistic expectations of that we just punch buttons and play with our cell phones, that we're not doing real work, that the troubleshooting is left to the service department, but my team is very heavily involved in troubleshooting mm-hmm. and you're going to have to put in some work and effort and you're not going to have short days every day of the week. There's going to be some long ones. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to set that precedence up for day one, or you lead that person down a path that, that ultimately leads to their unhappiness. Mm-hmm. So in your experience, um, you know, kind of moving up, changing roles uh, in, in the precision side, how would you kind of say uh, expectations have maybe changed or have they, you know, uh, from, from when you started to kind of bringing in new precision employees today? Uh, right. So I think to some degree, um, the manufacturer were a case dealer. So I think mm-hmm. the case has done a very good job of setting dealers up and providing some training pieces to get service mm-hmm. technicians as well as salesmen a little better versed mm-hmm. in precision. I've seen a progression where jobs or phone calls that my precision specialist might normally have gotten has transitioned to a salesman or has transitioned to the service department to ultimately handle that service call if that's what it turns into. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I've seen it spread out. Um, I think that that will, if we progress down that path, I think we'll ultimately help our burnout a little bit because we're going to spread that load out. We're not there today, but I think that that's something that we can all work on and continue to improve on. Is Realistically, is, is there a way to prevent burnout in this industry? You know, I think we've heard some people maybe are in the camp of, well, it's inevitable. Eventually, you know, everybody's going to get there. Um, but I think others think that, well, there, there is ways that you can kind of avoid that if, if you provide certain opportunities. You know, in your opinion, what, what's your take on, on that? Ooh, that's, that's a million dollar question. Right. I think that the ultimate responsibility is the manager. Mm-hmm. Whoever is over that precision person, they've got to see that burnout coming. I think that one of the points that was brought up during the Precision Farming Dealer Summit was that the millennial age likes to check in more often. That's a perfect opportunity for a manager to really gauge their stress level, their, you know, kind of their emotional, Mm -hmm. mental state, uh, as it may be. I think that that manager's got to step in and say, hey, I know you may not have a vacation day left, Mm -hmm. but take Friday off, take a three-day weekend, go you know, I've seen floating around on some LinkedIn media taking a mental health holiday. <laughs> and I think that that we've got to create some awareness in mm-hmm. that manager management level that the precision people need a mental health. They need a break from the, the phone calls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm very realistic in that April the 16th is not the day for that mental health holiday. <laughs> right, right. It can't be. <laughs> it's better suited for you know, another day of the year. But, um, and I think individuals also have to be very Mm self-aware and, um, the people that are really good time managers that manage themselves well, they know that they're burnout. So you really have to cultivate that relationship with them so that they will tell you, Hey, time out. I need Mm -hmm. some help. I need another person to come down because I have too many service calls Mm -hmm. or, you know, can you get somebody on the parts counter 
that has some precision experience to help me get some quotes out the door. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever that may be that's overwhelming them, it can be up to them to, to kind of raise that flag also. Uh, last question uh, I had for you was just nobody's got the perfect system, you know, when it comes to, to hiring and retaining employees. But what advice would you have, you know, lessons that you've learned, you know, in your experience uh, on things that, that have worked? What are, what are some effective methods and tactics that you, you know, would advise other dealers at least consider when, when they're kind of working through that process? I think as far as recruiting, get out there and shake the hands. If you're, you know, if you're the precision manager, if you're in a leadership role in your precision department, be the one standing at the career fair to shake those those mm-hmm. students' hands. I think that goes very far, and and you know better than anyone else in your company what your department does. Mm-hmm. Um, so if if recruiting is your weakest point, put some put some personal effort into helping that recruiting grow and maybe be stronger. Look at different avenues. But I think that my advice is to Look at what you've done. Take your take what's worked for you and what hasn't worked for you, and and learn from employees. I think exit interviews um, can be at times the most valuable thing you get from an employee because at that point they're leaving and they've made their mind up. But you may learn something that keeps the next one, two, three, however many you end up meeting. Thank you, Heather, for your insight and advice on precision recruiting and retention. And if you'd like to hear more about the origins and evolution of H&R AgriPower, check out the Our Dealer Story podcast series at farmequipment.com, where executive editor Kim Schmidt sat down with Wayne and Steve Hunt of H&R AgriPower for a candid conversation. And once again, if you haven't done so already, you can subscribe to this podcast series in iTunes or the Google Play Store to get an alert when upcoming episodes are released. And don't forget you can also keep up on the latest precision farming news impacting your dealership by registering online for our free e-newsletter. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at PFD Editors and on our Precision Farming Dealer Facebook page. Well, I hope that you'll join us again for the next episode in our 2019 podcast series. For Heather Hardy, H&R AgriPower, and our entire staff here with Precision Farming Dealer, I'm Jack Samlicka. Thanks for listening. <laughs>